This is the Extravagant Promises Podcast, and I'm your host, Gregory. Tonight is episode number 29. The ghost in you. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. This is a podcast about reckoning, recovery, and redemption. We share our experience, strength, and hope. Before we begin, I want to remind everybody that this is just a candle out there in the darkness. This is not an AA meeting, this is my act of service to supplement and complement your program and mine, but not to stand in the place of your program. I encourage everybody to have a 12-step program, to attend meetings, work the steps, have a sponsor, and sponsor other men and women. I'm not a mental health professional, and um, though, again, I encourage everybody to have a robust mental health program. Uh, nothing that I say should be taken as medical or scientific advice by any means. Third, anonymity is a spiritual tradition, foundation of all our traditions, and I just ask that my anonymity be preserved at all costs if possible, um, and certainly I will respect yours. If you would like to get in touch with me in a confidential manner uh, to give me suggestions or criticisms, I welcome them. Uh, please message me on Instagram, which is at Extravagant Promises Podcast, or over email, Gregory B, that's the letter B, G R E G O R Y B, at Extravagant Promises Podcast.com. Finally, this is a free endeavor. I will never ask you for money to be a part of this podcast or solicit donations, nor will I accept advertisements. It's just, this is part of my service, and I'm the ultimate benefactor of the podcast. And I do, if I were to ask for anything, it would just be to pass it on to one other person, just one. Um, and hopefully they can find something in here that's helpful. So on with the podcast episode. So today's episode, I'd like to talk, it's called The Ghost in You, and you know, I, anybody who knows me or knows my age knows I'm a, kind of, I consider myself a child of the 80s. <laughs> I was obviously born a lot before the 80s, but uh, that's kind of, you know, late 70s, early 80s is when I came of age and um, really got into the music of the era, especially new wave and punk. And I'm a big fan. I just I, I remember the song "The Ghost in You" by the Psychedelic Furs, and you know I remember having a girlfriend. I was probably close to I was 18 years old. Um, we were in college. wasn't a great relationship at all, but I just remember us being intimate and in love, and or at least I was in love and. And, I, and just listening to that song, The Ghost in You, over and over again, and my heart just 
just my heart just longing, you know, for for acceptance and serenity that I just could not achieve. And um, you know, when we talk about acceptance, we and I'd like to kind of wrap this around today's episode around that concept of radical acceptance, of acceptance, accept the things we cannot change. You know, serenity, it seems like every step is and every aspect of the big book, there's some core concepts. And, um, you know, I'm not versed enough to say, you know, they're aspirational versus inspirational versus directional or instructive, you know, it, I, I, I'm, I just don't have it. I don't have that club in my bag, so to speak right now. But what I do have is some, some, a few 24 hours and, and really trying to wrap my head around acceptance. And it took me years to understand that acceptance does not mean resignation and it does not mean tolerance. You know, it doesn't mean that you tolerate bad behavior or that you are resigned to it. It just means that you accept and acknowledge that it occurred and that it is occurring and that it will probably continue to occur. And that um, it isn't like, well, there's nothing I can do. I'm just going to, you know, you that that the acceptance, that's, it, that's at the heart of the serenity prayer. You know, so yesterday I learned that my mother uh, had been diagnosed with a second round of cancer and had immediately gone into surgery. And, you know, I was messed up about it because, you know, I was sitting here. I obviously was very worried about her. Um, and it was interesting to see the text messages I was getting from her and from my father and like, you know, almost like the games that start getting played right away. Um, and there's just so much there. I don't even want to get into cause it's so deep and there's so much, but you know, I, I immediately, it was interesting because, you know, I did, I did the, I, I, I had like the, the three things, this just the go-to program that I've got, the grow-to schema. You know, the first was, um, I felt guilty. You know, I felt guilty that I was like, oh my God, you know, this is going to be the end. And I haven't, I haven't done enough. I haven't been a good son, you know, all that. The second was that, um, you know, I started, uh, you know, immediately into a deep program of like, how do I help? How do I do my part? How do I, you know, I'm going to get, you know, how do I just, how do I atone? How do I become a better person? You know, all these things. Um, and, um, and then third, you know, um, I beat myself up, you know, guilty and I beat myself up and I, and I was trying to plan and, and, um, and so, you know, I, I, I got a bunch of euros and I set out in with my camera and I set out into the city, La Serenissima, Venice. And there's a church right near my, my, um, flat. And I went in and I knelt down. I, light, I lit a candle. I gave a euro. I lit a candle, and I lit down. I prayed. I started crying, and I said, 
the Chesed, uh, I think it's called San Moise, um, Mose, M-O-I-S-E, anyway, the, the first church, it's gorgeous, you know, and I was in this sacred place, and I was like, you know, God, I'm really upset, and I started crying, I was kind of, you know, just kind of feeling it, and, um, and I just started saying the serenity prayer over and over again. I was like, your will, not mine. Your will, not mine. What? Please, God, give me the strength to do your will. Please, God, give me the courage. Give me the serenity. Give me the, grant me the wisdom, you know, and, and, and I basically just started walking the city and going into every church, every different one I came across and doing the same thing. And a peace kind of came over me where I realized some things, you know, and I started to understand some things, you know. One of the things I understood was, you know, I had never in my life wished ill upon my mother. You know, this is a person who beat me, who humiliated me. And yes, I could say I hated her. And I would, you know, God, I hate you. You know, I just, I can't believe, you know, the things you did to me on every, you know, all this kind of stuff. But like, I had never wished ill upon, I'd never been like, I hope you die. I hope you, something bad happens to you. I'd never wished ill upon her and I never did ill upon her. I never, I never did any, I've never done anything against her or to harm her. You know, I've always been the good son. I've always been like, I'll do it. I'll take it. I'll get, I'll jump on the grenade. I'll, I'll take the bullet. I'll, I'll go the extra mile. I'll throw everything away and run home, you know, to help. I'll, and, and it was weird. I was like, I've never wished death upon her despite everything she did. But I have wished death upon myself as a result of what she did. And I was like, and I haven't, you know, and I was like, I've, I've made amends to her. I've begged her forgiveness. You know, it was like God was telling me through, you know, accept. There, you're not going to change her. That's, that's, that's part of your path is I didn't, I didn't put that there for you to change her. I put that there for you to change you. the ghost in you. Whew. Um, and I started realizing that, 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 you know, it just kind of coursed over me with this acceptance of this is how it is. You know, I can't, I can't rage against the dying of the night. I, I have to, or, you know, I can't, I, 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 I accept. I can only control myself. I can only change myself. I look in the mirror and the mirror shows me the only thing that I can change. Grant me the serenity to accept the things, accept the things I cannot change. That's everything. The courage to change the things I can. There's only one thing you can change. I can change, excuse me, not advice giving. There's only one thing on earth I can change, and that's me. I can't change anything else. I can't change the climate. 
I can't change the president. I can't change corruption. I can't change, you know, terrorism. All I can do is change myself. Now, can those things be changed if I change myself? And maybe other people start changing themselves? Yeah. But I can't change. I can't do anything. That's humility. That's the, that's the you know, that, that humility. It's not a, 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 a fearful, um, what's, the, what's the antonym of, or the, what's the, of, of, of courage, uh, fear, cowardice. It's not the cowardly humility. Where it's like, oh, I can't do anything. I can't do. I'm can't. You know, I'm worthless. You know, no, that's not it. That's not. That's not humility. Humility is bravery, but the bravery to say, I can only change myself. I can only lead myself, and by leading myself with integrity and character and humility, then, maybe then. Can I make an effect bigger changes in the world? Possibly, but without changing myself and limiting it to changing myself, then you have no humility. You do not accept, you can't, you, you, you cannot have serenity. And that was what coursed over me was I can't change the fact that my mother got diagnosed with cancer. I cannot change the fact that my mother was a child abuser. I cannot change the fact that I wanted to kill myself on multiple occasions because of that abuse and humiliation and the things that I just wanted so bad for her to behave and, and accept me and treat me right and not throw me out of the house and not accuse me of that it threatened me. If you're gay, I'm going to disown you, but then I'm going to dress you up like a girl and tell you how pretty you are and I'm going to smack you in the face. You know, I'm, I mean, just... Um, yeah, I can accept that those things happened and I'm okay with it now. You know, I survived. I'm okay with it. I, I, I accept I'm, I'm not resigned to it. Like, Oh God, you know, I'm just going to, that, that was fine. No, it wasn't. But I also recognize I can't change that. I can accept the things I cannot change, which is pretty much everything. I can't change the fact it's going to rain or not. You know, you get caught, you know, it's like I said, I think I said this in a previous podcast. I've shared this at meetings, you know, where, where you see the in movies where the person's car breaks down and they start screaming and yelling and kicking the car and doing all this stuff. And it's like, you know, I want to say that doesn't really happen in real life. You know, I mean, I think that I don't know. I mean, like if you fell off a cliff and no one, and you knew you were alone, would you scream? You know, um, you know, or, or do you, or, or do you scream when you're screaming because you because you think someone else will hear you, and you're expressing your fear? I don't know. It, it's just one of those things where I'm like. You see the person freak out and do all this and smash their things, and then and it's like, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have smashed my cell phone, you know. But you know, 
it starts raining and you're in a suit, you know, it's like, hey, you know, you have a momentary, God, dog it, you know, oh, fuck, you know, I... I'm, 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 I'm fucked, you know, I, you know, okay, then you immediately go into like, okay, I got to deal with this, you know, I got to, I got to get into dry, I got to, or, or I just got to, you know, suck it up and get soaked. Um, accept the things you cannot change. The courage to change the things you can, it, it's very, it's like, you can change, I can change nothing except myself. You know, I really think that because everything that you affect, when you affect a change in someone else, tell me a situation where you affected a change in someone else that didn't start with a change in yourself, a decision by yourself to act, to refrain from acting, to hold your tongue, to speak your mind, to do something, you know, that you, you, you change, you, you altered course. And the thing is, is it like in the course of your human history, I think about it with like people who work for me and things and I'm like, I have begged, like I have this one employee that I have begged to change, you know, to change things and, and this person will not change and continues to behave and it always continued to behave in ways that were so detrimental to the organization and to me culturally and, 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 and just ethos and things. And yet, you know, you're like, why won't you change? You know, it's like, they're, they're not going to change. The only thing I can change is myself to be like, okay, I accept that this person cannot change. I accept that this person doesn't want to change or is incapable of change. And, and only thing I can do is change myself, either accept, get over it or get out, you know? Um, you know, that's, that's what you have to do. But this, this concept, it, it just was so, you know, so at the end of the day, I went to a meeting here in Venice. It's just an amazing meeting. Um, some really good, good sobriety in there. And, and um, you know, it's cool to have like an English speaking meeting in an Italian city. And I'm so get, grand, I'm so lucky to have this. And it was what I needed. You know, I got to, got to talk and share and just be like, wow, you know, I'm going through this. And people came up to me afterwards. It's like, Hey, this is, you know, set the boundaries and, you know, you can only lead yourself through the process. You know, you can only, you can only be fearful. You can only be courageous, you know, and maybe it's infectious. Maybe it's not, you know, but sitting there trying, you know, uh, uh, trying to think that a person after 80 years is suddenly going to become, this like wise-minded, conscientious, forgiving, accepting soul is just, that's the lack of humility, a startling lack of humility. You know, um, I don't ever want to be accused of that, and I know that I am guilty of that. You know, the lack of humility in that I want so many people to change the way they behave towards me, towards others. And that is just an incredible lack of humility. The humility tells me I cannot change anything or anyone other than myself. The courage is that, hey, you know what you got to do. Lead yourself. Don't drink. Don't curse. Don't, don't yell at your kids. Don't, don't, 
don't shit the bed in public, you know, or private, frankly. Who who wants to shit the bed? I mean, nobody. Anyway, so, you know, there's never a good time to shit the bed. <laughs> so maybe that should be the title of this podcast. There's never, you know, when's a good time to shit the bed? Never. Um, not today. Anyway, so, you know, um, it's just, it, it's... You know, lead yourself. I lead myself. Smile. It's tough, you know. You get the, the, those demons, the depression inside there, you know. It's just fighting those off. And you think, you got enough going on between your ears to fight that fear and ram remorse and guilt and ramifications and, you know, all those things than to worry about what's going on between someone else's ears. And it's just accepting. I cannot change a single thing in the world other than my own behavior. And I wonder if that is the true definition of serenity. And that's where you get to the juice where you say, like, I can serve. I will serve other people. I'm not changing them. I will serve them. Because I'm going to lead. That's how I'm leading myself, by serving. You know, you think about it. It doesn't say like, hey, the divine spark is go out and change other people. Bring change to other alcoholics. It says serve them. To help them. If we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we are halfway through. We are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. God, help me to accept that I cannot change anything in the world other than myself. And that give me the courage and the strength to change myself as it serves you, as you will it, not me. Help me to always have that wisdom. That wisdom to know the difference between what I can change, which is nothing. And what, what I cannot change, which is everything.